To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith here to talk investing, finance, and retirement on the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not yet done so, and you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose. You can find it at their site, or you can find it at mocanfinancial.com. Either way, what's going on, Kyle? How are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. Uh, I think it was about an 18-month break I had there from the golf course, <laughs> and I think over the last month or so, I've been out about four times. Oh, so. Okay. And how many? That's definitely changing. How many strokes uh, my, did you add in that eighteen month window? <laughs> I was actually, you know, I was like, okay, this is either going to be help me or it's going to make me worse. Right. Uh, and I'm still about the same. I'm not a okay. You know, no ball control, just out there for fun. And, just out there for fun. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's always good to get out there and, and play a little bit. Weather's been so weird here where I'm at that it's just been it's been unseasonally cool this year, which is strange for the South. But uh, you know, so I haven't been able to play too too much. Of course, I had back surgery a while back, so it makes it a little bit more difficult because I swing way too hard. So I've had to really work on trying to teach myself how to pull back and not try to kill the ball, <laughs> which is yeah. usually my problem. So. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so good. Glad to hear that you're out golfing a little bit more and uh, continue to working on that. So let's jump into today's topic on the podcast, traditional IRAs versus Roth IRAs. A lot of people still have a bit of an unclear picture, Kyle, when it comes to which one they should contribute to and why. So obviously, first step, let's just kind of give a quick, basic difference between the two types. Correct. You know, the Roth IRA versus the traditional IRA. Really, you know, how to choose what's best for you is we just need to understand the difference between, you know, the Roth and, and the traditional. And then really when you get that tax break, you know, the tax advantage of that traditional IRA is that your contributions are tax deductible, you know, in that year, you know, dep- depending on your earnings versus the tax advantage of the Roth is that your withdrawals and retirement are not taxed. So we always have the old story, hey, you can, t- you know, you know, tax the seed or tax the harvest, you know, what makes most sense. You know, most advice on the Roth versus traditional typically begins with, you know, what's, what do you think your current tax rate is going to be, you know, in the future, higher or lower? Well, the problem is, you know, we're living, you know, on the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act right now, which has literally put us, you know, in historically low, you know, tax rates with high standard deductions. And I think if you ask a room full of 50 to 70 year olds, hey, do you guys think over the next 30 years, taxes will go up? And you know, almost everyone's going to raise their hand. Right. And that's what's really putting the stress on real financial planning is, hey, I have this X amount in the traditional IRA or your 401k. It's not like I'm retiring back in 1980 and 1990, where you're kind of assuming you're going to be in a lower tax rate because you have less income coming in. You know, that generation now actually has more tax control where we typically like to see at least some type of tax diversification. You know, even if you don't think tax rates will go up, find ways to get it into not necessarily the Roth, but a tax free bucket to Mm -hmm. at least give you that option. Well, you know, through the years, we've kind of gravitated towards the traditional IRAs versus the Roth. And I know it's newer you know, and, and that's, you know, but still at this point, it's been around, you know, 30 years, the Roth has been, but why do you think we kind of do that? Just kind of like, that's the norm. We've always just kind of been pushed towards it. Or is it more about that? Uh, it was about the write-off, you know, what do you think? Yeah, true. I truly believe it's just a lack of education by the investor or the individual, but also a very 
poor job on the financial community or whoever's giving them that advice of not really walking them through those options and they're kind of explaining not necessarily the short game, but the long game. And also he kind of, you know, shines a light on, you know, their tax professional. Well, I know we've talked about this in the past, but you know, there's a difference between tax filing and tax planning. So I think a combination of lack of uh, education by the investor and then a lack of uh, professional advice on the tax side and the financial side has put people kind of in an un, you know an uncomfortable position now where they're having to make these decisions of anticipating what their taxes are going to be in retirement, and that's sometimes decades away uh, for some people. Yeah, very true, very true. And obviously, with the Roth being where it's at, tax with the tax situation that we're in, I mean, it's it's so powerful. Is that really kind of the leading indicator, do you think, as people are, especially because so many people have been talking about conversions now ever since we've gone into this new tax program since 17, basically, is that kind of the leading you know, forefront of that? Yeah. Um, when you tell someone that they don't have, you've, you can kind of show them a, a, a basic breakdown and they have no tax-free income in retirement. Hopefully that's like the first red flag, right? Um, because, hey, if taxes do go up, you know, what's it going to do to your retirement plan? Um, you have no true tax diversification, but you know, really why the Roth IRA works for most savers is there's a lot of like, uh, Hey, you can take early withdrawals from the principal before 59 and a half, depending on the time limit versus the traditional, there's fewer restrictions. So you don't have to worry about required minimum distributions. It also doesn't affect your social security. There's pros and cons of them both. Um, but I think right now in kind of the world we're living in where there's national debts, just, you know, stacking up. And, uh, you know, the markets are a little bit up and then they're down and there's never a better time to kind of, you know, do a Roth conversion than probably right now or a few months ago to kind of get that, that next wave of tax-free growth. Um, but I, I do think as long as you can understand kind of know your eligibilities first versus funding the Roth versus doing like the, the Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I just think it's a very misleading or misunderstood uh, topic and it's not actually very properly presented to the investor where they're probably just going to say I'm just going to stick with my traditional way of doing things. Right, right. Well, let me let me just kind of combine this final question I had into two really about this conversation because a lot of times we'll hear people say, you know, X person should not do this and and Y person should do that. Is it is there any kind of clear line indicators of yes, you should be doing a Roth or no, you should not, or is it really a one you know case by case scenario? Here's kind of the, I would say, one-liners that I've heard from people, okay. especially when I'm doing an educational class and teaching these concepts. And I've always hear, oh, well, someone so- said I was too old, or someone said I was too young, or someone said I made too much, or someone said I didn't make enough. Right. Yes, there's rules to them, but there's always like, hey, there's, you're, it's never too late to do something. You would rather do something today versus wait five years to do it you know, procrastinating. I, 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 again, it, it just goes back to the lack of education. And if the idea is presented to you, you don't fully understand it and see the benefit of it because maybe you're not understanding how it increases your social security or it could increase your estate and all this different stuff require minimum distributions. There's a lot of ideas and concepts that I think it's not specifically just a one cut all. The last thing you want to do is maybe you are in a 12% federal rate right now you would not want to do a conversion that bumps you up to the 22. So you actually really need to understand the tax system first and how your dollars gotcha. are taxed and avoiding those big spikes and those 
uh, tax rate jumps. Okay. All right. Well, if you've got questions, if you, you know, if it's, it's one of those things where you're thinking about the traditional versus the Roth and, you know, what's the best way for you to go, as always, make sure you're talking with a qualified professional before you take any action. You can call Kyle if you need to at 913-257-3991. That's 913-257-3991. 3991. You can also visit him at his website at mokanfinancial.com. That is M-O-K-A-N financial.com. And while you're there, as I mentioned before, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you choose. And uh, we would certainly appreciate it. And we're going to finish up the podcast this week with an email question. And uh, we've got one from Leo. And Leo says, Kyle, is it wise to have a trust as a part of my financial and estate plan? It seems that a lot of people I know have one. I've been confused about this. Great question. So my process called the Retire Ready Roadmap is built up of five plans. So the fifth one actually is what's called a legacy plan. Now inside the legacy plan, it could incorporate a trust. Now, depending on your situation, uh, you know, what you have as far as your state value, who's getting the money, there's different types of trust that are out there. Again, I'm not a legal expert. I don't hold those licenses, but I actually tend to see that most people that think they need different types of trusts actually do not need them. Um, they might need a more simplified version of estate planning versus just the trust. It could be the wills, the power of attorneys, blah, blah, blah. But again, that the estate planning is always a revolving door too as you age and as rules change. Um, so I would say I wouldn't uh, just automatically assume you need something. Um, I would actually you know, sit down with an expert on this and then kind of have them guide you in the right direction. All right. Well, thank you so much for the email question. We certainly appreciate it. If you'd like to submit your own, again, go to mocanfinancial.com, mocanfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Financially Fit on all the most popular podcasting platform apps. Kyle, thanks for your time, my friend. I appreciate you as always. Uh, Good luck on the golf course. Thank you. We'll see you next time here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt, 913-257-3991. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.